KBZE. Booze League Radio is on the air. Booze League Radio. Wiley Withers. The Commish. Stephen Orr. Otter. This is the Boozecast. Broadcasting live from Five Threads Brewing Company. You are not drunk if you can lie on the floor without holding on. Ain't that the truth. Welcome everyone to the Boozecast. Uh, we're recording live here from Five Threads Brewery here in Westlake Village. Uh, if you've missed anything in the past, feel free to check us out on boozeleague.com. Also, we're on iHeartRadio and iTunes. Um, also, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at boozeleague. we got a good show for you today. Uh, we are going to talk to uh, Tim Gazoulas, the uh, owner and head brewer for uh, Five Threads Brewing here in Westlake, where we are today. We're going to get through some news stories with Otter. Um, we're going to talk about Wild Turkey and their new um, uh, very famous uh, creative director that they brought on. And uh, But the first thing we got to do is get to drinking, so let's move on to... The Beer of the Day. So the Beer of the Day today, since we are at Five Threads, is the Game Day Blonde. It is a cream ale, crisp with lavender hints, an ABV of 5.5, and an IBU Alcohol. of 22. So um, we do have Tim here sitting next to us. We're going to bring Tim on to talk a little bit about this beer. Um, he did a little bit of rehearsing uh, before we started recording here about telling us about the beer. Um, so we're going to bring him on now. Uh, everyone welcome in Tim from Five Threads. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having your show here. All right, we appreciate being here, man. I really appreciate it. So Game Day Blonde is one of our original beers that we brewed. It's one of the uh, first recipes we had on the board when we opened about almost two years ago. Um, it's light. It's crisp. It's delicate. It's easy drinking. Um, very crisp and clean. Um, and we use a little bit of Liberty Hops. And unlike a lot of cream ales, we actually do a little tiny bit of dry hopping, so you get this nice little lavender hint from the hops. I was surprised it's a cream ale, to be honest with you, because it does say Game Day Blonde. Right. So a lot of people don't necessarily know what a cream ale is, and we get that question all the time. So this is our way of selling the beer as a blonde. Most people know what a blonde is, but educating about what a cream ale is, which is essentially a lager recipe brewed with an ale yeast. So um, you get the, the light the crisp and the easy drinking of the lager, but a little more character from that ale yeast. And then we can, uh, production-wise, turn it around a lot faster, too. And this is the one I've seen most probably. If we go out, this is the one I see on tap the most. Yeah, outside of the tap room, this is our, um, by volume at least, our best-selling beer. So we sell this into Finney's and Stonehouse. And actually, at Finney's, a local restaurant, it's their top-selling beer uh, on their board. And they've got 20 different beers. So um, this one is the most. Thank you. Uh, Stonehouse also, um, it's really up there as well. Um, so we're brewing this probably twice a month, thereabouts, um, our, our double batching. And, um, and most of it's going to those two accounts right there, not to mention the tasting room here. Well, with that being said, I think it's time to get on to round one. Round one, everybody. Cheers. Round one. <laughs> I think I'll have a beer. Say my name. Yeah, that is an easy drinking beer. It sure is. I am okay with that beer. Um, And because we are doing this live, we are going to bring someone up here. We're going to do a little contest here, and you're going to have to share that microphone with Otter. Um, And uh, we're actually going to start doing a little bit of quiz show action here. Get up close next to Daddy. Oh, I'm 
Here. <laughs> That's the creepiest thing I've ever heard you say, ever. <laughs> you don't know Steve Moon. <laughs> Clearly, I do not know him enough. Silly ass otter. All right, so here's what we're going to do now. I'm going to give you the name of a beer, and you have to tell me which brewery makes it. So if I said, for instance, Game Day Blonde, you would say... Five Threads. Five Threads, exactly. So, um, sorry, are you ready to start? Let's go. Let's do it. All right, oh, confident. You feeling good? Feeling pretty good. All right, so we're going to go through these pretty quick, and you're going to know... Uh, if you're gonna make them, um, no, you're gonna know if you get it right or wrong. Do I get lines? No, you don't. No, you just have to. It's, it's you versus us, basically. Right. <laughs> okay, you ready? Undead party crasher. Undead party crasher. Um, I don't know. Wild guess. I'll say clown shoes. Oh no! Wait, you got that one right. Clown shoes is correct. <laughs> you did know. <laughs> Very good. Uh, old Rasputin. Old Rasputin. Oh my goodness! My first stout. Um, um, North Coast. Okay, right. That's two. Right. Well done. Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Kentucky Breakfast Stout Founders. Wookie Jack. Stone. No, wait, sorry. Wrong. Fire Fire Incorrect. And Top last point. but not least, Hophead Red. Hophead Red. No lifelines. Um, <laughs> Hophead Red. I don't know that one. That one is Green Flash. Ah. But you did win... One of these prize packages here in front of you. Otter, do you want to tell him what he won today? So we have a few different options for you. You have a glass and a shirt. You have a glass and a beanie. Uh, women's tank top. T- tank top. Easy for you to say. German. <laughs> and, a, and a pink unisex hat. Or a shirt and a beanie. All right. Shirt and a glass. Right on. Thank now you. Now you can be a pro alongside with us. <laughs> Well done, sir. Thank you. Enjoy. All right, Tim, back to you. Let's talk a little bit about Five Threads since we're sitting here in the middle of all right. Five Threads five Brewing. Threads. Um, talk to us a little bit about how it all got started. Because I know, obviously, brewing was not your, your first job, obviously. No. Yeah, first job was actually biotech. So I was in the, in the labs doing cancer research. Um, and about halfway through that, I decided to need a little more education. So instead of going PhD route, I started going for an MBA. Started taking some business classes. About three months into that, um, 2009, my boss takes me to a cancer conference in Denver, and I walk into the Great Divide for the first time. And uh, my first craft brewery experience whatsoever. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just looking around. I'm looking at all the awesome people sitting on my side of the bar, at the bartenders. I'm looking Great Divide up. makes Yeti, right? They do, yeah. Oh, that is a great beer. Yeah, I had oh, a barrel-aged uh, version of that over in uh, the Great American Beer oh, Fest terrible over last guy. weekend. It was <laughs> such a terrible time. Uh, um, and so I actually visited them. I was out in Denver this last weekend for, for the GABF. For and, Great um, American, yeah. I went back to the Great Divide just for some nostalgia's sake. So mm-hmm. it was kind of fun. Um, so I'm sitting there and just surrounded by all this awesomeness, and I'm like, I love this. And uh, wondering three months into my MBA, what the f- uh, I can't say that kind of what I'm going to do. <laughs> we try to keep it clean a little bit here. I mean, you have to go with, <laughs> with this MBA. So um, it, it was perfect. It was like the sky opened up and angels started singing, and there was light pouring down and music, and it was awesome. And I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I could do this. I could. I could open my own brewery. And so uh, from then on, I was I was hell bent, and that's what I was going to do. So so great divide is the one where you're like, you know what? I could do this, and I could probably do pretty good at this. That's that's where I was. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So having that been your first 
craft brewery experience. What did you? What was like your like your drink of choice leading up to? I was well leading up to that. Uh, I was kind of Guinness. I was Boddington's, uh, Dos Equis Amber. I was always uh, a better beer, if not uh, you know craft beer. Uh, okay. So I was never uh, never really did the Coors Light thing. Maybe bought a. 30 pack they of just taste uh, like MGD while I was in college and then the RA confiscated that it was probably better for me that way anyway <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah so it was more on that kind of thing and um, and then just drinking the milk stout of the Great Divide and it just everything changed and just fell in love yeah so went home started home brewing um, started listening to the, the brewing network and uh, Jamil taught me pretty much everything I know about uh, brewing at this point what was the first beer you brewed like did it make it into the, the lineup here my, yeah well kind of the first style of beer I brewed was a porter so I got a, a porter recipe and uh, it was kind of funny my my first mash ton because I I didn't start extract like everybody should do uh, <laughs> I, I started with all grain and so my first mash ton was my kitchen colander lined with a little bit of aluminum foil and uh, uh, some little tubing from work that as uh, to siphon it out. And uh, so I made a one-gallon batch of a porter, uh, which happened to be my favorite style of beer at the time and still kind of remains to be my favorite style of beer is porter. Um, eventually, I went on to brew the pantry porter, and after about three or four iterations of that, we have the, the commercial version we have here. So my very first homebrew was... A porter, and then the very first commercial beer that we brewed here was Pantry Porter. So it kind of is that where it got its name from? From being that it came out of a colander. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Pantry Porter, uh, I was part of the the Thousand Oak Home Brewers. Mm -hmm. Um, Still kind of, kind of am Uh, (laughs) when I have the time. So um, anyway, one of our members brought in a big grab bag of hops, and he said, "Hey." Grab, reach in blindly, grab three random hops, and go back and brew a beer with it. So I grabbed Tetning and Hallertau and Simcoe, and I was like, well, IPA's out. <laughs> so I had to think of something else. So I go home and I look in my pantry of uh, you know random leftover grains from this recipe or this recipe or that recipe, and there was a, a whole set of, you know, there was the makings of a pretty decent porter. So not necessarily a hop-forward beer. Um, had a lot of like dark grains in the in the pantry, so supplemented a little bit. I ended up putting like fifteen different grains in that batch of beer in the pantry porter, and um, and brewed it and tasted it, and it, the malt bill was really good. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the hop character yeah, needed a little work, sure. so uh, a couple iterations later. Scaled back on the hops, but now we have five different roasted hops, uh, roasted malts, actually, um, as part of the grain bill. A couple of caramels and then the base malt. So we got it down to simplify that a little bit. And then uh, switched over to some EKG and some Fuggles, so a little more traditional English-style hopping for a porter. And Did you say, uh, say Fuggles? I said Fuggles. Nice. <laughs> and uh, so now, now we have the pantry porter uh, in its current Incarnation, And then uh, recently what we've been doing with that pantry porter is putting it on some shredded toasted coconut. And we had a, a coconut porter, uh, which I think we have a little bit on tap uh, at this point in time, too. I, I, they had a, uh, a cask thing at Fig Mountain. Yeah. And I think that that was one of the beers you guys had there that, that was really good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We did put some of that in there. Yeah, that was very tasty. Good Thank beer. Thank you. Thank you. Very good beer. Yeah. Beer House 101 really loved it. And so they replaced their, their Kona coconut porter with ours. Uh, oh, at wow. least for that one round. <laughs> Kona needs that. They're getting sued right now. They need that extra uh, revenue. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Uh, oh, so a couple of girls are, are suing Kona, saying that the fact that they put 
surfers on there and say, you know, it's an island lifestyle, misled them into thinking that it was actually brewed in Hawaii and that they paid more for a product that wasn't actually made in Hawaii. Wow. Never mind the fact that if they actually made it in Hawaii and then had to ship it all the way to the mainland, it'd be way more expensive. And where are they bringing that? Um, I think they have a brewery close to one. I think it's in Washington or something. Wow. They have like four locations all across America that they actually brew it. It's using the same recipes and all, and they do some brewing on the Big Island. But you know, yeah, they're getting sued over that kind of thing. Or it's, oops, was it Craft Beer, uh, Craft Beer Coalition, or whoever um, owns them? Damn. But yeah, yeah. So they, they need that extra revenue. You're taking money out of Kona's pocket. Mm-hmm. Eh, you That's know, too bad. Good riddance. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> so uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, the, just uh, real quick about the process of. All right, I've decided to to start a brewery. Right. And so uh, I was only three months into the MBA at that point. It was a two year program, so went ahead and finished the two year program. Uh, geared the whole thing towards opening a small business and a brewery in particular. Um, so you know, finance and management and uh, small ventures. And um, then at the end of the program, uh, the company I was working for in San Diego uh, decided to not be in San Diego anymore. So that freed me up to get a job up at Amgen, which brought me to this area. Um, so started working at Amgen and then started working on a business plan. A couple years into that, got a couple of investors together and um, left Amgen. Took about a year to get this place open. Um, and uh, then October 2015, we opened the doors with about three beers on tap, and uh, it's been rolling since then. Uh, March of this year, 2017, we took over our neighboring units, and now we're, we're double the square footage. And, um, and uh, next weekend, the 21st, October 21st, we're going to celebrate our two-year anniversary with a big party outside, and uh, we're going to bring in three live ba- uh, three live music acts, and we'll have food, and uh, we're going to release the second anniversary uh, Sherenkov Stout, Russian Imperial Stout. Not with it. We, we thinking that's going to be better than the first one? I had, this year, we actually got in some barrels for the first time, and we've been aging it a little bit in this Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. Well, we're looking. We're going to uh, talk more about your second anniversary um, uh, event next week, and I know you have a, a new uh, kind of a. Like a mug club, a coaster club, I think yeah. it's called, and, and we're going to get into uh, more of that now. Um, for the moment, though, we're going over to Otter with the news. Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze too. This is the Booze Line News with KBZ's intrepid pub reporter Stephen the Otter or Booze League Radio. So, uh, so talking about some news here. Um, well, that that is what the intro was for. Oh, okay, good. So we're talking about news then. I didn't know. <laughs> um, so you know, there's a lot of fires going on up north, um, up in like the Napa and Son- Sonoma area. Mm-hmm. Everything's just burning, like everything. Um, there's actually been a little over 30, 30 people that have died in the mm-hmm. fire. Thirty-two, I think, and, at last count. Yes, uh, something I think like it's that. Closer to thirty-six now. Oh, good lord. Oh, well, look at me. I know the news so well. Yeah, way to bring the room down. <laughs> um, and thousands of homes. But up in that area, you've got the Russian River Brewery. Mm-hmm. And they've actually uh, they've uh, announced a relief effort. So you can actually donate money to the, um, to the King Ridge Foundation, which is part of, part of the Sonoma County Fire Relief Fund. If For every $25 you spend, you can be entered to win 
a front of line front of the line pass for the Pliny the Younger release in February. They're going to raise so much money with that. Yeah, because everyone's going to go crazy. Because have you ever waited in line for the Pliny the Younger at no, Russian River? No, I have not. No, because you know I have a line. Me either. But <laughs> I, I have I waited in line on just any regular day to go to Russian River, and it just nothing special going on. It was forty five minutes to get in. And it was going to be another 45 minutes to actually get a place to sit. The pictures look like recent pictures from Black, uh, Black Friday. Yeah. Everyone's camping out at like Walmart and Target and People all that. People are getting killed out front. Yeah, exactly, for, yeah. I, I feel like we're, God knows what. we're only a few <laughs> years away from the Pliny the Younger Massacre of 2020. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's going to be huge. You know, like It's going to raise a lot of money for those like first responders. Um, they're also releasing a new beer called the... Um, the Sonoma Pride. It's going to be released on October 31st, and 100% of the proceeds that they're going to get from that is going to be put straight to the victims and everything from the fire. So I think that's pretty cool that breweries are kind of stepping up and helping out the, the local community. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, another, A few other breweries that are helping out is the Stone Distribution. Um, Drink break. It's parched. Uh, Stone Distribution. So Stone actually has a location going up in Northern California. It's going to be their new pilot system on a, a pretty large location. They're going to have like a 10-barrel pilot system and a big tasting room. And uh, they've actually said that all of the, like pretty much every case of beer, so Stone Distribution is like a huge company. Right. Like they, they're the distri- distribution company for a lot of breweries. So for all of the breweries that they distribute for up north, every case of beer they're going to donate a quarter. And it's like, oh, cool, like a quarter for every case. But if you think about that, they distribute for... That's a lot oh, of cases. That's a lot of cases. Lot of so that's going to add up really fast. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they obviously want to make their presence up there kind of, you know, like gracious and everything. So, Well, the craft beer community, and Tim, you might have some input on this, always has been a very supportive community. So there's, I mean, obviously there's competition. I mean, everyone's a business. But I also feel like there's a lot of, of, of working back and forth, too. Yeah. So when something like this happens, you get a lot of people like, hey, I can help in this way. I yeah, can do this. We're, we're kind of the central part of the community. We're always very integrated with the community that we're in and we serve. Um, you hear local all the time, and that goes both ways, not just um, the local supporting us, but we support the locals as well. Us, we support countless numbers of charities around here just by donating beers and participating in beer fests. And uh, actually, the Boys and Girls Club of the Greater Canoe Valley, they um, they're putting out a, a shout out for our anniversary party next weekend. So we we're actually donating 500 bucks to them for um, for their efforts, and um, so it, it, it all kind of goes, goes back and pays to for each other. So, and yeah, we're we're a community between brewers, but we're also very integrated with the community around us. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's awesome that what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, so it really is like a collaboration, not competition kind of thing. It's more of like a working together, as opposed very to much so. Very, yeah, very much so. Um, Which is cool because I mean that can definitely lead to some some great advances in the whole beer world. Right. And we'll post a link out to the Russian River's uh, donation page. Right? We have a link to that, right? Or you have a link to that? Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah okay. we'll, have a, we'll, we'll have post a that out that. on uh, the draft page. Go to boozling.com to uh, go donate if you want and maybe uh, win yourself some Plenty of the Younger. Um, but in the meantime, we are now... Round two. It's time to drink more beer, everybody. I'll have another. Cheers, cheers. It's a trap. Cool. <laughs> Slamming up tonight. Utah, give me two. 
All right, so we are, since that was another round, we're going to do one more giveaway here. Um, do we have anyone here in the craft beer community that thinks they know their craft beer? I know you seem to know what you were talking about, so why don't we bring, you know, come on up, yeah. come on up. You know, you were, you were sitting back there judging your boyfriend uh, when he was up here before. Come on. <laughs> it's actually a fiancé. You can do it. Oh, a, a fiancé even. Well, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> that is your right as a fiancé. What about you, Get Why are you here? Get on up here. You don't know, perfect, come on up. We'll give you some for free. How's that? <laughs> He's like, is it beer? Do I like it? So you're going to have to uh, get in close here with Otter. So again, just like last time, uh, I'm going to give you an easy one this time, which is usually you know, I'm going to give you the name of a beer, you just name the brewery. So we're going to make it uh, easy for you. Are you ready to do this? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. Ready yeah. as you'll ever be. All right, I'm going to go through these uh, pretty quick. Let me find uh, one that's kind of easy to do here. Yeah, that one's the easiest. Okay, so here we go. Black Butte Porter. <laughs> You're trying to read it off my page, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, these are prescriptions. Sneaky. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. That'd be the shoots. That would be the shoots. Uh, Duet IPA. San Diego Brewery. Thank you. <laughs> Alpine. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right, we got. You're gonna have to run the table to, to win a prize. Black Tuesday. Uh, 90-minute IPA. <laughs> dogfish IPA. Dogfish, dogfish head. Well, dogfish head, we'll take that one. Um, dogfish something. Blind pig IPA. I told you, I wasn't going to get it. You said I'm going to get something for free. So. That's what, I'll give you a hint. We just talked about them. <laughs> Literally just talked about the same place that makes Pliny the Elder. Oh, they're doing a charity. I'm, I wasn't even paying attention. Okay, I'm well, just drinking uh, a beer over here. <laughs> I know, I told Russian you. River. <laughs> All right, we will give you a little prize for uh, showing up, which is this bottle cap. No, um, <laughs> we will give you a it's prize for coming up. This piece of trash here. right here. Here you go. Actually, you throw you that away on your way out. Thanks, <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, but you know, choose a choose a prize over there if you like. Um, give them that pink hat there. Yeah, you should have the, to the take pink the pink hat. hat. Would you yeah. like the unisex pink hat? <laughs> that is true. Perfect. There you All go. Right, sir. There All you right. Go. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Make sure you study next time. <laughs> no, we appreciate you getting up. <laughs> All right, Otter, back over to you, sir. Oh, man, it's going to be hard to follow that one. <laughs> no, not really. All right, so as I scoured the Google, Google sphere on the old interwebs looking for my beloved booze news, I came across an interesting fact, which we'll get to that, but I wanted to get a little background information first. So before I get to this interesting... This is news, great. This is kind of delving into your process. Yeah, this is going this into is the, like whole, you are, the whole like inside of like me. You're like a method newsman. You guys are all inside of me. <laughs> yeah, easy. So That's what she said. So I found a... To back up this interesting fact, I found this little article of a... A very small focus group, but it was 11 people that talk about how much they spend on drinking. So I was like, okay, you know, like this sounds like some interesting research for this really cool fact that I found out. And uh, basically, these 11 people that span across, I mean, I don't know how far across the country they actually span, but it's a 
they spend as little as five dollars a week on drinking for someone that doesn't that rarely drinks and maybe goes through like a few cheap bottles of wine a month up to someone that spends two hundred dollars a week those are the types we like here Absolutely. Those are the those are the kind of people I'm friends with. Is that the, is that your target demographic? <laughs> target so like demographic. Right there, a week, a week. You know, like <laughs> drinking beer at home or like going out for cocktails and beers or whatever. Got it. Um, so like average, you know, like it's safe to say like the average person spends about like seventy five to one hundred dollars a week going out and drinking. Because if you take in, if you like you know think about the facts, like if you go out for say three beers, how much are you spending? About twenty twenty five bucks, depending on where you're going. About twenty one bucks here. Yeah. So twenty one <laughs> twenty one bucks about. Yeah. Um so so then there's those super people like celebrities and stuff that have all this ridiculous amount of money. So let's take a look at Johnny Depp. <laughs> all right? Okay. So he has spent he has fourteen houses and he spent roughly seventy five million dollars on his houses all across the world. Okay. Okay. He spent $18 million on a yacht. Okay. 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 He spent $3 million to shoot Hunter S. Thompson's ashes over Aspen, Colorado. And if you don't know who that is, he's like a longtime journalist for the Rolling Stone magazine. Mm -hmm. He's also been a big part of uh, what they call like gonzo journalism, where basically immersing yourself into different... um, like whatever you're studying to actually become the character of your point. Who, so spent, who Johnny Depp played in Fear and Loathing, basically. Yes, right. exactly. So he spent $3 million just to shoot his ashes out. So how much do you think he spends a month on wine? Monthly. Just wine. Not, on wine. Not the just wine. Just on wine. How much do you think he spends monthly? Uh, what do no you think, clue. Tim? I have no You got clue. an over-under on that one? Mm, mm, uh, My over-under is 100000 Per week or month? Month. 100000 a month. That'd be great. I would be great, I know, but that's, <laughs> that's actually probably low. I'm going to put my over-under actually at 400000 That's a lot of wine. Per month? Yep. Hey, I, dude. I, damn. I couldn't even venture a guess. Just, I'm probably way off. <laughs> yeah, so he spends $30,000 on wine. Oh, Jesus on Christ. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I read that, and I was like, oh, Jesus, 30000 That's like... Per month? Per month, $30,000 a month just on, like, wine. Like... Is that for his own consumption, or is that uh, for the parties he's throwing in his friends? I'm sure it's for like parties. I mean, he spends that much on more. Or is that like, like one bottle a month of some really rare? <laughs> that's why I thought it doesn't be really divulge into that, but it really gets you thinking. Like, there's people out there that spend thirty thousand dollars. That's why I thought it'd be higher. I thought he'd be drinking all the super rare stuff that costs yeah. thirty thousand dollars a bottle. But I mean, and yet he's still asking, why is all the rum gone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why is all the rum gone? So I mean, yeah, I just thought that was just. You know, just like a crazy number. That is a crazy well. He's number. welcome to switch to beer, five threads beer, anytime. Yeah, come on, come on out, come on. I don't to know five if you have enough production come to on, keep Johnny. him happy. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can, uh, we can up our prices. We can figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can. So uh, hey, yeah, this pint is uh, ten thousand dollars. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's barrel aged now. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, limited release. Limited, absolutely limited. Um, so yeah, let's keep it going. So. Um, We've all heard of the Mission Brewery. Yes. From down in San Diego. Yes. Been around for about 10 years. Okay. That's it? You don't, really? 10 years, yeah. Oh. I know. I thought, I thought it was around for much longer. I, I feel, yeah, same here. So they're hurting. Really? Yeah, so they're actually uh, turning to non-traditional investors. To, Are they doing like uh, like Kickstarter or GoFundMe? No, so they're or? just looking towards like the everyday beer drinker. To They're trying to get at least... Uh, anywhere between three hundred thousand and one million dollars to keep themselves basically afloat for the next twenty-four months. 
Wow, I didn't know they were in such dire straits. So me either. I mean, Mission Brewery to me, like I've drinking some Mission beer. I'm sorry, you did what? I've drinking some Mission. You drinking? Drinking. You drinking? I've drinking. You drunk? This is Otter Talk. <laughs> you don't tell me how to spoke. Fair enough. This is the Otter's Trail. So, um, so yeah, they're looking to secure about three hundred thousand to one million dollars. Uh, basically, what that money's going to do, it's going to double their production, which is currently around two hundred thousand barrels a year. Um, they're going to add some key employees to kind of basically know how to run their business because apparently they're just being ran by stick figures or something. Who knows? Otter, I'm going to have to interrupt you. It's time for round three. Round three. Round three. Oh, have another. Ping pong. Boy, that escalated quickly. Okay, I got a little blonde in me. I'm ready to get back to the stories. All right, so yeah, so anyway, so basically the mission brewery is going under. <laughs> and uh, the, thing, the, the funny thing about that is uh, so they're asking just regular everyday beer drinkers to kind of like donate to their cause, and they actually turned their company public because uh, something about the li- licensing of investors or something, they mm-hmm. have to like release like all of their financials as public records and they're asking uh investors like basically if you invest at least five hundred dollars you get an engraved plank on display if you like at their main brewery if you invest at least a thousand dollars you and ten of your guests get like a complimentary round of beers that's I'm like a, that's a good idea. Well, I'm thinking like if you invest a thousand dollars, you better give me at least two beers, right? Not just like one. I used to work for a uh, Mexican restaurant, um, and we had a tequila club. And okay. If you got through every one of the hundred tequilas that we had there, they did a, uh, a Mexican uh, uh, or like Velvet Elvis kind of Mexican style painting that they hung on the wall of your face. And if you think about it, the, the most expensive one we had, like per ounce, was 250 an ounce. So and we had a bunch of portraits on the wall. So I mean, you, you're like that kind of non-traditional funding actually can really kind of keep a restaurant. It did eventually go out of business, but um, <laughs> it worked for a <laughs> little bit. It was the thought that counts. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then if you like, if you donate like ten thousand dollars, you get like a private party or something. But I'm just thinking like if they're if they're hurting for that kind of that kind of capital, if they're trying to get that much money, like you gotta. I feel like you got to do something more for them. You can't just be like, "Oh, you don- donated like a thousand dollars to our cause to help keep us afloat." Here's a free beer for you and ten friends. Like, I'm surprised they're having issues because I mean, their main brewery is down right next to Petco Park. Yeah, it's, quick walk. It I mean, should be huge. You got to walk through a, a throng of homeless people like the so, Walking Dead to get there, but their brewery is is downtown. Like, as surprising right as there. it is, so when they released because they had to make all their financials public, so they released this one document that was literally titled "Ha <laughs> Ha." I'm sorry, it's titled what? <laughs> like laughter. And <laughs> um, so it shows that over uh, in 2016, they had net losses of $2 million. Oh. And in 2015, they had net losses of $685,000. Yahtzee. Um, their debt is racking up in, they had long and short term debt in 2016, equaling about $6 million. What the hell are they paying for? <sighs> <laughs> Who knows? And then, um, 
Yeah, and then another document showed that they had basically $113,000 cash on hand, but they have revenues... They have revenues of four hundred thousand a month and expenses totaling more than five hundred fifty thousand a month. Good lord! So they're just burning that money more than they're making that money. I, I, I can only assume that they don't own that property in, in uh, down by the gas lamp because maybe but, they're paying I mean, a, an expensive lease on it because that's got to be worth at least enough to. And they can't sell out because usually you only if you sell out like for uh, like uh, uh, Anchor Steam sold out and so like sold for what fifty million. Compared mm-hmm. to Ballast Point, which was one billion, one billion, because yeah. it was two and a half dollars, one billion dollars. Uh, it was basically the was that was that a billion with a B with a B, but you got to get your little pinky <laughs> up pinky on the corner. One billion dollars, one billion dollars. But I mean, but that's twice their basically twice their yearly revenue is what they paid out or something uh. like that. So uh, if you're in the negative, um, you'd, <laughs> I could see where that'd be an issue. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. So Mission Brewery. They're either going to make it or they're going to be adios. That's too bad. I actually like Mission Brewing. Yeah. I, you know what? I like their artwork more than I like their beer. I would agree with that. I, would, I can't disagree it's with that. good artwork. So. It is. Well, there's how many breweries down there now? I mean, there's a lot of competition. In San Diego, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, and, and, yeah, we're collaborative, but there's a certain point where yeah. we can't you know, just there's just not enough people coming and drinking beer every week. So. Yeah, very true. We have a collaboration with every brewery in San Diego. How many is that? 160? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we did a collaboration brew every other day for the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, any other news? Oh, uh, yes. I mean, if we're talking about breweries going down, let's talk about breweries coming up. Fair enough. All right. So, we got the uh, Connecticut Brewing uh, Two Roads Brewing Company. They have a $12 million expansion project called the Area 2 Experimental Brewing. It's going to be right next to their uh, their original facility, but it's going to be at 25,000 square feet, and it's going to be a 50-barrel fi- brew house with a space for a 1,500, um, like, whiskey, bourbon, whatever kind of barrels to age their beer in. Wow. So, yeah, $12 million expansion for that. And then you got BrewDog, the Scotland-based. That's, that's you next year, right, Tim? Yeah. Ne- and maybe next year. That might be a little farther <laughs> Maybe not next year, yeah, but maybe, maybe the year after next. Maybe, for Tim. maybe the year after. It's coming soon, though. Yeah. One Tw- day. Uh, $12 million here in 12... Westlake Village gets you half of the next place over, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets you one square foot. <laughs> that, again, I'm, <laughs> I was going to say 600 but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then also the Scotland-based brewery, uh, BrewDog, they have um, a huge location set to open in Columbus, Ohio. They're spending $30 million on this place. It's going to include, like, a hotel and everything, and it's going to be the main production site for all of United States. The pictures of the hotel, like, the, the renderings look amazing. Yeah. Wow. And you have, like, cool. taps in your room, and yeah. it, it, that's the next, that's next-level craft beer community mm-hmm. stuff right there. Yeah, I'm talking with the Four Seasons across the street. We're going to try and do the same thing where you know, you? I, I buy them out, and we you know, do the same you thing. You just bury a yeah. beer line from we'll here across threads, the street. Uh, with, the, uh, <laughs> with the cost of a room at the Four Seasons, is it going to come with a free keg? It's going to come with a complimentary <laughs> beer tap, yeah. It's only $500 a night. Complimentary <laughs> beer tap, but you have to pay for the keg. That's right. <laughs> I'm along sold. With, along Sign with me up. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take a whole floor. $1,000 deposit for cleaning. <laughs> take two floors. Well, yeah, you know, it's not that's pocket change. All right, well, thank you. That was uh, Otter with the News. All right, so Tim was uh, nice enough to come back over here bearing gifts. He disappeared for a moment. And then he came back over here, and here he is now uh, with some flights. So why don't we go through these flights, and we can talk a little bit also about your two-year anniversary, which is coming up next week. Yeah. Saturday the October 21st. 21st. 
It's going to be all day long, 1 o'clock until we'll do last call just after 11, after the last uh, band finishes up. And, um, and it should be a good time. Yeah, three. So we have three different people that provide food for us during the week. Mm-hmm. And we've actually invited all three of them to come through and, um, and uh, to provide food for the evening. So we got uh, Parma uh, mm-hmm. Pizzeria. Their mobile oven is coming through. And uh, they are going to be providing pizza, uh, wood-fired pizza. We've got uh, Farm and Flame. They're going to be doing some barbecue I love foods. Farm and Flame. Yeah, they do delicious. Great job. They make a uh, pulled pork quesadilla that's insane. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> so I think they're putting that pulled pork on sliders or sandwiches for this mm. event. And then like um, the good old Merlin's will be doing tacos and nachos probably in the, the later evening hours. So we can get some of that, uh, the late-night munchy food as well. So we'll have food coverage the whole time. We'll have uh, you know, the cornhole outside. We've got... Uh, uh, two acoustic acts leading up to a full five-piece band uh, that goes from 8 to 11, the copycats uh, for this year. And uh, Are you going to have a cornhole tournament, or is it just going to be like free-for-all we'll just, all cornhole? Yeah, just be out there. Maybe we'll throw the hula hoops out there, too, so you can have a lot of fun with those. Ooh, I like... I, I love hula hoops. My favorite things ever. Sadly, he's not kidding. <laughs> Sadly, I don't even know how to hula hoop. Um, we're going to release the uh, the shrink off stouts. We'll have that on tap, and it'll be uh, we'll have the commemorative glassware. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like six bucks for the glass, and then we'll do um, twenty bucks to get three drink tickets to to put in the glass. A nineteen ounce glass. So, so kind of similar to what you did last year. So pretty similar. Yeah, we're kind of keeping the same format. Are you going to have the this year's shrink off bottled as well? Uh, this year, we're going to do 300 bottles of this first batch of the Shrenkov. Okay. And then uh, we're going to let the rest of the batch age for at least a few more months. And we'll test it along the way. And then when it's perfect, we'll, um, uh, we'll so you're release gonna, like, that, pre- too. pre-sale the, the numbered ones? Yeah. So we'll have 300. And then we're going to sell and release on, on Saturday. So we'll have some of the Shrenkov style. Kind of the, the second anniversary edition. And then we'll have, like, the six-month age, six age uh, edition later on. Save, save me number 13. <laughs> what? Save me number 13. Number 13. Yeah. So question. So you brought out uh, tasters with four. Uh, Pantry Porter, hey, I'm single. Does that say Tim Foley? S- says Tom Foolery. Oh, Tom Foolery. So, oh, I'm like Tim's Foley. I'm like, I know you're doing better than Catch that. Catch him. Tim's falling. <laughs> Tim's falling. That's, that's, that's um, a completely different beer. And Double Bliss. Is there an order we should be going on this? Yeah, we should start from the left go to the right. Okay, Pantry Porter So it is. since we were talking about it earlier, I thought I'd bring you guys a little bit of that Pantry Porter. No, your, your other left, uh, Otter. You the, can, you dark, can, dark. Double Bliss first, right? The, the, the dark one first. There. <laughs> no, oh. there you go. Uh, no, no, not that one. No, no. Keep going. Good Lord. Yay, he can be taught. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Pantry Porter, just, it's nice, smooth, rich. It's, uh, we use five different roasted malts in there that we kind of layer through, so you get a a, a varying complexity. It's not overly sweet, but it's pretty well balanced. Uh, It's not too thick, but it's not thin like a lot of porters can be. It's kind of dry. I like it. It's definitely dry. I tend to like my beers to be pretty dry Mm -hmm. uh, as much as possible. Same here. Um, and, uh, so you said your first recipe of this had a 14 different malts? 15 different 15 malts. 15 different yeah, malts. Yeah, I've kind of scaled back a little bit from there. So you've really, uh, you've really honed in on that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like you have one ounce of this and one ounce of that. <laughs> How much is it really contributing? Enough? Well, yeah. No, that, that is, Not that is enough. tasty. I don't know. So uh, how is this uh, second anniversary we have coming up going to 
it, obviously, it's going to be bigger. Did, I can't remember. Did you have this side, the no. expansion, with yeah. the first year? This will be our first year with the expanded tasting oh, room. Oh, nice. So we have the, we'll go out in the parking lot. We'll have mm-hmm. our tables and everything out there as well. Um, and then we'll have both sides open. So we did St. Patrick's Day have – that was the opening of this side. The Slauncha so Fest. The Slauncha Fest, yeah, this year. So we um, this will be our second time having the space for the big party. Uh, well, actually third because we did our summer solstice party as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this will be our first – um, anniversary with the expansion in place. So we should be able to accommodate quite a few people coming through. Hmm. Be great. And uh, we're also going to be um, having our new um, uh, loyalty program rolled out. Our um, Yeah, let's talk about that. So I'm a big fan of loyalty programs. I think I'm collecting same. 50 at this point. So nice. Do I need to have it be 51? Let's, yeah, let's find so. out. <laughs> so, um, so last year what we did was we had three separate societies. We had the Growler Society, the Pint Society, and the Bottle Society. And um, it was a little confusing. So we're streamlining the whole thing. And instead of doing a mug club where you have this big giant mug that you have to find a place to nobody store. Nobody wants that much beer. <laughs> it's, a lot, no, it's funny. No. Five ounces, and a lot of people can get through it. And uh, but I prefer the beer to be sold in its proper format in the sixteen or the twelve Absolutely. ounces, because um, then it's it's at the right temperature for most of the drinking. Anyway, um, so we're doing most one of. simple one called the the Coaster Club this year, okay. and the Coaster Club. I, I haven't quite figured out the final details of what the discounts are going to be, but there's going to be discounts on all three of those. So you 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 join the Coaster Club, you get this um, black clay coaster that um, has imprint of our our design element in it and uh, we're going to give you a pen and you can write your name on it and maybe decorate it a little bit uh, we're going to hang that on the wall and so you just walk in and you point hey that's my name on the wall right there and then we know you're part of the club and uh, you get discounts on your beer on your growlers on your bottles um, and then we'll have a couple of other like a free birthday pint and some other benefits so that's, um, a, that's a really unique idea you don't hear of I've have you ever heard I've of, never any, heard of anything, anything like, like that? that? The closest no. I've heard of that was um, well, hopefully it works. Pocock, <laughs> where, where they you can draw or do whatever you want on, on their coasters, and they 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 have a whole wall with thousands of these coasters wow. that people have drawn on it. And they're actually really really creative and very interesting. But right. you know what? That's not a club though. You know, no. like it's not nothing like what you're doing. So. Right. No, that's cool. Yeah, so it'll be fun. We first year doing it. Uh, actually, right next door is our neighbor Jay Clay Pottery, and she's uh, making them for us. So um, it'd be kind of cool. Um, Again, local collaboration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does she know you're going to buy her out for uh, tw- uh, twelve million dollars yet? Uh, twelve. Yeah, she, I think I think that was her price. I think she said twelve million. And you can have my space. Yeah. Oh, and, then, yeah. and then the place next to her is going to be a thirty million. So. Well, yeah, thirty million. But at least that that space is a is a, um, a kitchen, so we can then serve food out of there and so. wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the next one here on our uh, uh, flight list: the Hey I'm Single. Yeah, Hey I'm Single is a Belgian single, That's and what um, she said. it is made with the Duval strain of yeast. Um, but it's only 6.5% instead of like a 9%. Same strain that we use for our Serenity, which is a Belgian Golden Strong, but this is just a Belgian single. It's nice. It's got hints of pineapple in there. You get the, the, the phenols, that clovey spice, Belgian spice mm-hmm. character going on. Um, very easy drink in Belgian. 
Um, and people kind of like it. It's really fun at festivals, too, because people come up and it's like, yeah, I'll have the, uh, hey, I'm single. <laughs> so every order is a joke, basically. Like, every <laughs> order is a joke. Do you want that beer or are you hitting on me? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> we have this over at the Four Seasons right now, and the bartenders keep saying, Tim, change the name, please. <laughs> We're a classy joint over here. <laughs> I'll have the, uh, the hey, she's single, and she's been checking you out. Like, one of the, like, <laughs> yeah, right. trying to set their friends up. And- yeah, so we're thinking that's about not a, even the actual name. <laughs> thinking about a Belgian double, I'm going to call that one. Hey, it's complicated. That's good. <laughs> I like that. I like that one as well. Well, this Belgian single, I like it. It's a because I feel like a lot of breweries try to do too much with like a Belgian single. Like they try to add too much like spices and right. whatever the hell they're adding adding in. But this one's just it's a single. It should be simple. It should be you know your drinking beer, your Belgian drinking beer. It's um, you know all the Belgian beers tend to be a little bigger ABV. This one's six and a half percent, so it's you can come in and have a good you know. It's got all the right flavors, and this is this is tasty. I normally don't like Belgians for the record. Like usually Belgian, I'm like eh, I'm out. It's pretty good though. It's good. I I could attempt to drink this for a full day. I could attempt to drink this. (laughs) You'll succeed at that, brother. I know you. Thank you. (laughs) Someone's got to believe in me. Yeah, that is, that is uh, I'm okay with that. Thank you. Right on. All right, so moving on to the next one, um, Tom Foolery. So Tom Foolery, this is a beer we released just this week. Um, and trying to kind of dip our toes into the, the hazy IPA craze. This you is know, something. T- Tim, I'm going to stop you for just a second. Though. We're, <laughs> we're burning through these so fast. I kind of feel like this is our final round. Final round. Now, these are tasty. Never mind that shit. Can you blow me where the Panthers is? Get off the stage, you drunk bastard! Close. I'm so wasted. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Yeah, we're just we're just machine gunning these little this, this flight. Oh, there you go, Otter. Uh, well, thank you. A little blonde for you. Hey, I'm single. Have a blonde. <laughs> There we go. Okay, sorry. You continue, Tim. I'm sorry. We need to get yeah, that. Yeah, so Tom Foolery, it's our, it's our kind of dipping our toes into that, that hazy IPA craze. And um, lots of juicy, fruity, citrusy, hoppy aroma going on there. Um, and uh, there's actually a story behind the name. We have literally like 13 Toms that are regulars at our bar. <laughs> and so, and the vast majority of them really like our IPAs. So this is kind of a tribute to them. Um, and I didn't want to name it just Tom. <laughs> so um, so Tom Fullery kind of sounded kind of fun. We have a lot of fun with like the emotions of our beer. We have bliss. We have serenity. Mm-hmm. Um, and do, you have, do you have a theme? I know, like, you know, institution down the road, like, all their theme is everything to do with an institution. Yeah, I love their prescription like, pills as a name. Oh, that is RX Pills. That is so that's good. the best name That's a ever. very good. It's do you like really just the good. name, or do you like the beer itself? The beer's great, too. The beer's yeah, I, really that's clean. probably one of my cool. favorite yeah. beers. From so when you're coming right up with the names, I assume you're the guy who comes up with the names. Yeah, for better or worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are, do you have a, do you have a, a theme, or so do So we have, have two kind of ways we go. Um, well, I guess maybe three. Uh, but, um, so initially it's... Um, 
how you're going to feel, right? Like, uh, we have bliss. So it's, you know, everybody needs more bliss in their life. And after you drink a pint of that, you're going to feel a little more blissful. Serenity, it's that serene feeling you get that washes over you after a couple of tulips. Oh, and um, then that, that was uh, Laphoria? And Laphoria, it's right? a okay. lupulin euphoria, right? So it's that feeling you get from diving into a big bale of hops. I'm getting a real relaxing kind of vibe yeah. from, this, from, these, from these names. <laughs> Our job is hide to, your you know, kids, your make friends and make them happy. So <laughs> the, 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 the names kind of resonate with that for the most part. And then you have a couple of random ones. But then we also have our Five Shades of Blonde series, um, which we tend to go a little more feminine in the naming. Um, it's their Five Shades of Blondes are more approachable or more drinkable or um, kind of a little less complex. Um, so we have our Game Day Blonde. It's part of the Five Shades of Blonde series. Uh, we have Heidi, which is you know our German blonde. We have Lucy, which is our English blonde. Um, and so, and then we get a lot of people saying, well, how come you don't have any beers named after dudes? And it's like, well, okay, so now we have tomfoolery. <laughs> Was there any ever discussion about naming these beers after scripper names? Um, like Misty mm, and Dakota and... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, right? Mercedes. No, but uh, I'll, I'll take that under your advisement. No, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Cinnamon. I think society Blanc. down in San Diego kind of has that market on that one. <laughs> You're probably correct. <laughs> Courtesan. Sorry, I did. It just occurred to me I had to get it out, you know. So, anyways, continue. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Tom Foolery, um, it's a you know, single IPA, 7%, but it has all that, you know, uh, citrus. Um, we actually use citra. He's Mandarin and Bavaria, Denali, uh, El Dorado. So we were kind of going for the, the candy, citrus, tropical, passion fruit, guava, juicy IPA character in that one. Um, this is the first iteration of, of this one, um, it's, which was a base, based off of our uh, last iteration of our pale ale, uh, Little Bliss. Um, so we've kind of monkeyed it up, made it a little bit bigger. And then uh, the next time we do this, we're going to uh, have a rotating hop thing going on. So two of the supporting hops we're going to switch out every time we brew a batch. And um, look and see if this does well. And if it does, we're thinking about actually making this our first canning run. Um, so we're going to dip our toes into the can market and do uh, four packs of 16-ounce cans with the, the tomfoolery. So you're going to do like the, uh, the whole... Like the canning company that comes in, like the, the yeah, mobile canning, exactly. As opposed to, do you have a plans for your own canning line? No, in the future? our own first. We have to be selling a lot more cans before we actually buy our own canning line. And okay, maybe twelve million dollar expansion next door. You know. Yeah, or thirty, <laughs> or thirty. Yeah. Are you going to have a hotel here too? Uh, well, the Four Seasons again. They they want it. They really want to sell to me. So, but are you, you going to have a five? Threads. It'll, yeah. Like well, we're going to, well, you know, threads. once they sell their hotel to me, then we'll, we'll call it, you know, together, the Five Threads though. Hotel. Right. Unfortunately, you guys have the worst sheets. You're like, yeah, we're keeping with a the theme, so it's kind of a five thread count sheet. <laughs> <laughs> it really sucks. Jesus. I'm sorry. That like, that like <laughs> no, it'll be five sandpaper? times 500. <laughs> I'm really sorry about how. how 2,500. <laughs> I don't sleep feel. on anything less than 800. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so now we have Double Bliss. And. I'm going to be honest with you, Tim. I've been avoiding Double Bliss because I know this one has just hit you right in the face. Well, it's a good thing that you let me pick the uh, beer flight. Uh, then, exactly. Huh? <laughs> well, this is one of the reasons why I want to do it. because Stretching your horizons. Because normally I wouldn't have gotten a Belgian, and I wouldn't have gotten Double Bliss. So yeah. um, tell me, You're tell me, welcome. first off, let's talk a little bit about what the ABV on this one is. So I also wouldn't have had the, one of the things that we're starting to find our sweet spot on is making these really big beers, and but keeping them very drinkable. Um, I hate having like a 12 and a half. 
have 13% beer and having it be an IPA and really sticky and thick and sugary and sweet um, because that's just going to hide all the hop character. Well, um, I feel like the uh, the market on that is kind of saturated as well. Right. So many people do that already. Right. So our, our bent is, well, let, we'll make a, in this case, Double Bliss is 14.5%, and we call it a quadruple IPA. Um, and we call it Double Bliss. A du- bliss is a double IPA, 8.5%. So Double Bliss is now a qu- double, double IPA or a quadruple IPA. Wait, does that mean two times two is four? Two times two is four. What? Yeah. So, well, yeah, Wiley. So when you have two beers. I'm terrible with math. And then you have another two beers. And you combine them. That's four beers. Yes. Four ah, beers. You went to so UCSB, a, so I have to relate any kind of yeah, mathematical really question helps. to alcohol. Four beers. So. It really helps. <laughs> okay. So uh, 14.5%. Quadruple IPA, but Alcohol. if you're drinking that, you're going to notice it's uh, it's not overly sweet. It's still very drinkable. It drinks more like a nine, nine and a half, ten percent beer, um, but you still get the hop character coming through. Um, now, there's uh, you know what's crazy about that? If I can just take a moment here, sure. Being being that that, that is such a high ABV, two hundred alcohol. Oh, sorry, fourteen um, and a half ABV, but the IBU two hundred ABV. I thought you were going to go for it. I thought you were going IBU. Sorry, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> I can actually taste more when you speak about everything that's in there in right. terms of taste. I can taste like every flavor in that. I don't, I don't know why the alcohol it could be like opened I mean, it up when it alcohol. when it warms up a little bit. I mean, beer when it warms up, you get I a did lot notice more that. of the uh, the aromas, the flavors. But I want to say this is the first time probably ever that I actually tasted pineapple in a beer. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Perfect. That's Even awesome. a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. I just wanted to point out that how, how good that was. And, and so it's working for you. Yes, so it's, it's working. You've been I'm avoiding it, and now, now you're finally I'm having it. Exactly. And, and it's exactly. working for you, right? It's, it's, it drew me back in. I'm in. <laughs> So, yeah, 14.5%, very dry, very drinkable, still very hoppy. It's 200 IBUs, but that is well-balanced, even more so than some of our lower IBU um, beers, uh, because of the 14% uh, alcohol content. That brings its own sweetness with it. And so you can calculate 200 IBUs. You can dissolve about 100 IBUs into it, and then you're saturated. That's it. You can't get any more bitterness in there. So when you get these bigger beers, um, you really can't add any kind of sweetness to it because the ethanol itself is going to be doing all the balancing. So 200 IBUs is like the, the ceiling for IBUs, would uh, you say? Or? So to actually dissolve an actual IBU that you can then take to a lab and test, that threshold is about 100 IBUs. Oh, okay. So we, your, your tongue can only perceive maximum like 100 IBUs. Once you, once, I mean, at least for me and for most people, once you hit 100 IBUs, yeah. everything kind of starts leveling off and gets getting more sweeter as right. opposed to well, and you, bitter. You can't actually dissolve any more IBU into the beer. So you can't, if you, if, you, if you test it, you won't ever test over 100 IBUs. Now, you can keep putting more hops in, and you'll get calculated more IBUs in there. But what you're doing at that point and what we did here is you're adding more hop flavor, more hop aroma. Um, okay. But you're not getting any more bitterness from it. Um, so we put every ounce of bitterness that we can and then kept going just for the flavor of the Rona, like the pineapple. Is, a, like is the IBU really like a, like a thing that you can test the beer for and calculate? Yeah. Like you can test the yeah. bitterness? Yeah. Well, there's some reason why they, everyone has an IBU. I mean, they got to figure it out it what it is just somewhere. More of like kind of like a – because I've always considered IBU as more of like a relative scale because like especially when you have like say like more of a citrusy hop versus like a piney hop. 
it's going to lead to more IBUs. Well, there's and, so there's themselves. there's the calculated value. There's the the actual lab tested value, which is based on one of the chemical compounds in there, um, and then there's your perceived value. So okay. yeah, the perception's going to change, um, but the the number itself is all calculated or tested. In our case, it's all calculated. But okay. uh, we did do we sent a couple beers out for some testing, and we were getting pretty close on our numbers. So uh, I was encouraged by that. Well, um, so we're getting ready to wrap it up here, but Tim, uh, let's let the people know where they can find more information about second anniversary, about yeah. the brewery here, and everything else. Of course. So uh, we're on Facebook for sure. That's where we do a lot of our most recent updates and everything. Facebook, Instagram, a little bit of Twitter. Uh, we have our website. The easy URL is ftbc.beer, Five Threads Brewing Company. Beer. So ftbc.beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you can from there. You can kind of find everything about us, our location, upcoming events. Uh, if you want to reserve our room for a private event, you know, you can get some information there. Um, and, uh, and then phone numbers, you can call us, all that kind of stuff. But October 21st from uh, 1 to about 11, 1130 um, is our uh, two-year anniversary party. So that's coming up very well, soon. Well, Tim, we really appreciate you having out here. We also appreciate everyone here who showed up to uh, see us do this today. Uh, Thank you all for coming, guys. You can find us online at boozley.com. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at boozleague or Instagram at boozleague. Feel free to send us an email, boozcast at boozleague.com. Or pretty much anything you write. Um, or tweet at, us. Or tweet us. Or twixt us, as you said. Yeah, or you twixt can, us. You can twixt us. I don't know. Twix. Either way. Well, cheers, everybody. Uh, this has been Draft 11. And uh, we will be back soon. Uh, cheers. Tim again. Hey. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for being Thank here, Thank you guys. for having us. Game day. <laughs>